The reading is taken from the book of Mark, chapter 1, verses 21 to 28. They went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, Jesus went into the synagogue and began to teach. The people were amazed at his teaching, because he taught them as one who had authority, not as the teachers of the law. Just then, a man in their synagogue who was possessed by an impure spirit, cried out, What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Be quiet, said Jesus sternly. Come out of him. The impure spirit shook the man violently and came out of him with a shriek. The people were all so amazed that they asked each other, What is this, a new teaching, and with authority? He even gives orders to impure spirits, and they obey him. News about him spread quickly over the whole region of Galilee. This is the word of God. Thanks be to God. So I'll start with a quick prayer. Mark tells us at the start of his gospel that he's sharing the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. As we reflect on this morning's passage, may the Holy Spirit open our hearts and minds to discern how this is good news for us, gathered together here as God's people. And may it strengthen us as we seek to follow you, O Lord. Amen. I'm going to start with a little bit of context. So in the ancient world, there were many illnesses attributed to possession by an evil spirit. Maybe this was an explanation for someone with, say, epilepsy or paranoid schizophrenia or some other terrible mental illness. But please don't cast forward any implication that someone struggling with medically recognized illness is demon-possessed. It is not helpful. And whilst for some, developing an understanding of what was going on then is of intellectual interest, it might satisfy your reason, there's no need to get hung up on the clinical details as we reflect on today's gospel. That's not the main thing that it is about. Demon possession was an accepted fact in New Testament times. Now, my view of demons is clouded by medieval representations, you know, like uh, Bosch paintings and things, horns and hooves and toasting forks, and also the Hollywood obsession with horror. So I struggle I wonder whether you believe in personal demons or not. For me, I'm sometimes conscious of being pulled away from God. It's like lies in my brain. And I pray that when the pull of darker forces disturbs and draws us away from God, we can know God's protection and be drawn back closer to the Holy One who has all authority over earthly and spiritual realms. So, let's imagine ourselves in the midst of the story that we just heard. We're seated in the synagogue in Capernaum, and it's the Sabbath, 
And we watch as Jesus enters with four local fishermen who've just left everything to follow him. Jesus reads the Jewish scriptures. I guess it's his turn. He's invited. But his teaching is so authoritative and persuasive. It makes a really deep impression on us. And suddenly, there comes a shrill cry from a man possessed by an evil spirit. But Jesus calmly silences him and expels the unclean spirit. We marvel at his effortless authority over forces of evil. Wow. So Jesus has just showed his authority in two ways. First of all, he's taught with authority, not like the scribes. The scribes taught based on what others had said. They built on what others had written. But he had something fresh and new to share, and he could do it in a really convincing way because his word was straight from the Father. He was talking in his own authority, but remember his words in John's Gospel. He said, I and the Father are one. And later, as you, Father, are in me, and I am in you. It's complete integration, oneness. And his words gave spiritual nourishment to his hearers. So that's the first. And secondly, Jesus is showing his power to heal and save through his actions. His authority is exercised in practice, in service, with love and compassion. And I think it's fair to say that today's passage is a typical day in the life of Jesus. He carries out the main activities of his mission, teaching, healing. Jesus's authority is empowering and liberating. It's not oppressive. It has a consistency of words and deeds that we can rely on and we can use as a model for how we live our lives. Integrity of word and deed. Jesus didn't just preach the good news in what he said, but also in what he did. And today's story shows a person who spoke with courage and wisdom that struck the ordinary people with a ring of authority. And I think we can use the modern word, authenticity. Some people don't like it, I do like it. Can we go and do likewise? It's an unclean spirit who recognises Jesus for who he is. He calls him the Holy One of God. But the power of Jesus is greater and he casts the spirit out. So you can see that there's a battle going on. Jesus, we know, possesses the Holy Spirit and he carries the good news of God's love for mankind. And then the unclean spirit represents whatever forces dominate people and make them less free. So in in driving out devils, Jesus shows that the kingdom of God has no room for oppressive evil forces to weigh us down. No one should have to live in hell. Jesus stands with us against all forms of, I don't know, addiction, exploitation, violence, abuse. Those life-sapping dynamics can be found right across human life, then and now. 
Sometimes, sadly, it's in family relationships. Sometimes, also sadly, in the spiritual abuse found in religious teaching, in politics, in economics, across much of social media, and on and on and on. All misuse of power is included, big or small. We can see it everywhere in this fallen world. But Jesus, his power, is simply for the service of others, as in the healing scene we just read about. Power as humble service is the hallmark of Jesus, and we see it nowhere more clearly than in the work of the cross. Took on all our sin, all of it. He died that death for us. So this exorcism we read about points to the ultimate victory of the kingdom of God over evil and death. And that is good news. News to hold on to. In the story, the enemy, the unclean spirit, recognises Jesus as the Holy One who overcomes what is contrary to God. Jesus is a liberator and he's hard at work. As believers, we need to remember that, hold on to that, and shelter behind Jesus. Not be disheartened when evil appears to be triumphant. Just think about the different images that we have of God that can help us in those circumstances, help us to visualize and understand how he can shelter us. There's the image of the refuge, the haven or harbour, a rock to stand on, a high tower, a fortress, a shield. One that I really like is the image of Jesus as a mother hen whose chicks shelter in her wings. You gathered in and kept safe. Jesus' authority comes not from his training, like the lollipop lady or the air crew on the Japanese airplane. His authority comes from his person. It is compassionate, fearless, loving, with a passion for justice. The teaching of Jesus is straight from his heart, from his relationship with his Father, from his oneness with God. Mark wanted people to believe in the good news of Jesus, the Son of God, but sometimes we're slow to come to that. Stuff gets in the way. But Jesus showed his power and authority in expelling the demon. I wonder, do we need a deeper faith in Jesus, as sent by God, knowing that he is greater than the forces of evil? Let us pray. Lord Jesus, give us the wisdom to rely on you in the challenges that we face in life, especially when they seem too much to deal with. Help us to pray to you, our Father, as our Father taught... Uh, yeah, sorry, again. <laughs> Let's pray to our Father, yes, as you, Jesus, taught us. Let's pray, your kingdom come. Let us pray, do not bring us to the time of trial.
but rescue us from the evil one. And may the Holy Spirit give us strength and courage so we can follow your pattern and in our own small ways we might minister healing and truth. Amen. Amen.